like I'm on the Heisman watch That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got Skill, four times the talent around me Desmond Howard playing for Howard Just tell me how can I be stopped This Allen Ivy at an Ivy college They can't check me, I don't practice my class too hard Nigga, me, my swag Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 37 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Uh, happy Thursday, people. Week's almost over. It's almost the weekend. Tomorrow is Friday. That's when you guys would usually be hearing me. But being as though tonight is the start of the 2019 NBA Finals, I said, you know what? I have to do a Thursday drop so I can do a finals preview, uh, make my pick for the finals and how many games it'll happen and you know i think it would have made it made more sense to do that today than tomorrow you know after the first game so we're gonna be talking a lot a lot about the finals gonna be a big big finals breakdown that's what we're gonna start the show off with uh we're gonna talk some boxing we got a big announcement made this week that wilder and uh luis ortiz will be fighting once again and uh no set date but the month of choice is uh this september so we'll be talking about that uh, possible NFL lockout. Going to talk about that as well. Um, what else we got going on? A couple other things we're going to handle this uh, on this episode. But before we get to that, I just want to say that it's episode 37. Okay, we're 13 episodes away from episode 50. Now, it's, it's a little far off. It's far off. Episode 50 probably won't be around July. Until July, honestly, the way, you know, the way my schedule goes and, you know, the way I, I dropped episodes. So possibly mid-July. That's what I'm, that's what I had planned. So episode 50, I'm planning on it being a big show. It won't be a show like this. It won't be a, um, like a normal breakdown of current events and, um, you know, the news. Because it'll be July. Won't be nothing going on in July. No basketball. Uh, the free agent of uh, the NBA free agency would have already started, so we we would have probably already spoken on that to an uh, extent. So if anything big hasn't happened yet, it'll probably get covered that week because I want episode fifty to be on a Friday. Um, but episode fifty will be a big show, and I plan on having it being like a great debate show, like a um the daily debates we have. Like, who's the greatest of all time basketball? Who's the best player in the league right now? Uh, Rodgers versus Brady. Stuff like that. You know, stuff that, that you know, if you didn't catch the very first episode of Electrified, um, you know, way back than when I introduced the show. Things like that. So, um, and I'll be, you know, posting a link and I'll be promoting this better than I did. So you guys can send in your voice messages and be in part of episode 50 because without you, there would be no episode 50. So, but that's, that's far off. So we'll get there when we get there, you know, let's hope and pray we get to the episode 50, you know what I mean? So, um, but today, you know, it's business as usual, episode 37. So, uh, yeah, man, let's get right to it. Raptors, Warriors, NBA finals, baby. We're here. We're here. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for the bout that we've all been waiting for. The main event. Now, let's meet tonight's fighters. In the red corner, coming in tonight at 58 and 24 on the regular season, they beat Orlando in five games, Philadelphia in seven games, Milwaukee in six games, and are making their first finals appearance in franchise history. 
They hail from the cold, the snow, the home of Drake, the CN Tower, and the Toronto Blue Jays. They are the Toronto Raptors. And in the blue corner, hailing from the bay, they come in tonight at 57 and 25. They beat the Clippers in six games. They beat Houston in six games. And they beat Portland in four games. They have they are now making their fifth straight NBA Finals appearance. They've won three of the last four, except in 2016 when they blew a 3-1 lead to the King. They are the reigning, defending champions of the world, the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Y'all know I don't lie. I would never lie, okay? I wouldn't do that. Or I wouldn't do that. But it took me like. 25 minutes and 10 takes to do that. I'm not going to hold you. But I'm glad I got it done. <laughs> Listen, I'm excited. I really am. Now, I would. You know what? I'm going to start off. I was going to save my pick until after, you know, to the end of the segment. But I'm going to start it off with this. The Raptors have home court. I'll say it again. The Toronto Raptors have home court. If I'm not mistaken, this is the first time. And all of the Warriors, you know, the, the during their war during their run, that the Warriors have not had home court. I don't think I'm wrong. That's big. That's big. Starting off at Oracle versus starting off in Toronto is huge. No KD game one. And let me say something. I really don't think KD's playing. I really think that injury is bigger than what they're trying to make it seem. Um, I think they're trying to, you know, give the just the suspense, just the the notion, the thought that KD might play in this series. Honestly, I don't see it happening. I think that calf injury is bigger than what it is. I don't think Cousins is coming back. I think we're going to get this Warriors team, um, and especially with the first two games being on the road. Don't will not. I don't think we'll see be we'll be seeing KD in Toronto. Um, but like I said. I didn't know Toronto had didn't have home. I didn't know Toronto had home court until last night. Honestly, I didn't know that. That when I was looking up the uh when I was looking at the final schedule, I was like, "Whoa." I was like, "Whoa, that that one game, you know, that regular season, that one game in the regular season was big because to have home court in the finals is huge on its own. But to have home court against the Golden State Warriors in the finals Oh, that's that's astronomical. That's just crazy. Uh, and Toronto, they do listen. That home crowd is something else. And Drake, they already said, look, NBA tried to they uh talk to the Raptors and they tried to get Drake out of there in a sense. They wanted him to, you know, get another seat. Maybe that's not in line of sight, and that's what they tried to do. And the Raptors said no. No. First of all, the NBA should be happy that Drake is at the games. Drake is arguably the biggest star in the world right now, right? Um, 
Hey, ratings. First of all, no LeBron in the finals, so your ratings are already down since you, your ratings have been down since uh, April. So Drake, one, getting your ratings up. Two, he's entertaining. Three, he's he, he's a Raptors ambassador. Look, I, all of everything that I said last time, I'm not going to reiterate it, but you know what I mean. So he's big for the Toronto crowd. He is. Whether you like him or not, he's huge for Toronto. So of course, he's not going to get rid of Drake. Um, but just for them to have home court. That means if there's a game five, I mean, yeah, that means game five is in Toronto. And then if it goes seven, it's in Toronto. That's that's big. That's big. Um, I I really just think that, you know, starting to, you know, starting off at home, if you get the first game. And you got to think, this they, these guys were just down 2-0 and came back four straight. That comment, that, they, they've won four straight just like Golden State has. Golden State swept the, the Blazers, but the Raptors winning four straight after being down 2-0, they got all the momentum in the world. Just one at home in five, I mean six. Now they're back home, still home. And they got the the, the world champions coming in the building. Y'all think they're not about to be on 100? Are you you really think they're not about to be on 100? I just think that starting off at the crib, you're comfortable. First time they've been here. Not the first time uh, a couple of players on the team has been, but Kawhi, this is Kawhi's, you know, he's back. And he's about to get his revenge. Okay? Y'all don't, I, you know, y'all remember what happened. The Spurs were big in that game. Till the Zaza thing happened. And then boom, it's a wrap. Okay? Listen, kid. I, I really think that Toronto having home court is bigger than what... It's just huge. I don't think we can downplay that. I really don't. We've never seen the Warriors start off like this with, without home court. We haven't seen how they're going to play starting off on the road. And uh, initially, I'm picking the Raptors. I'm, I'm rolling with the Raptors. But I said Raptors in six. Cause, and when I said that, I said... Uh, that they would close at home in six. That That's where it would be. I did not know that they had home court advantage. Now, y'all going to call me crazy. Y'all going to say I'm wrong. Y'all going to laugh at me. Y'all going to say put money up. I'm cool. I already lost some money. But Raptors in five. Raptors in five. Raptors in five. If they get, listen, if they can get the first two, and then split on the road. If they go up 3-1, any way you want to play it, if they go up 3-1 and they come home for game five, y'all think they would lose at the crib? No. No. I think if Toronto can get them on the ropes, go up 3-1, hell, if they go up 2-1, finish on the road, come back 3-1, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. I do not see this. I, I really think Toronto can shock the world, but it wouldn't be a shock because I don't think I don't think they're that heavy of an underdog. To be honest, I don't think Golden, Golden State. Look, look. Let, let, let's you know what? Let's look at some numbers. Let's look at some numbers. First of all, these two teams have played already twice this in a regular season. Now these games are a little different than what we're seeing. The teams are a little bit different, but first game was back in November on November twenty fifth, twenty ninth. Uh, this past. In regular season, uh, Golden State 
and the Raptors, they went to overtime. I remember, I think I watched this game, and the Raptors won 131 to 128. Now, this is a game where there was KD dropped 51. Clayton, I mean, uh, excuse me, Steph didn't play this game. Now, granted, there will be no KD tonight, but let's just say, you know, but you see what I mean when I say that KD slows the Warriors down, he slows the Warriors down. 51 points from him, right? Iggy only had six. Clay only had 23. That's not normal Clay numbers. You know what I mean? Also, there was uh no Draymond in this game. Okay, so that that's different. Uh Kawhi had 37. Siakam had 26. Ibaka had 20. And Lowry had 12 assists, 10 uh 10 points. So everybody played good. For the for the uh, Raptors that night. Now let's go over to the second time they played each other. This was okay. And and uh, one more time. Uh, the first game was in Toronto. Second game they played each other was in Golden State. This was December twelfth. Uh, this was regulation. They played. They won this one in regulation one thirteen to ninety three, and the Raptors won. Now this is the game where KD, Draymond, Clay, Steph, everybody played. Steph and Clay only combined for twenty four points. KD had thirty. Draymond had two points. So, like I said, it is easier to beat the Golden State Warriors without KD. I mean, with KD. KD slows them down. The Splash Brothers aren't really splashing when KD's on the court. It's really not that hard. That's why you've seen Steph and Clay unleash hell and release the floodgates without KD. So, hey, if you're a Warriors fan, you would hope KD is not coming back for the series. You would want KD to not come back. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. And then he's not going to be 100%. Yeah, you don't want KD back. You don't. You don't. But I really think that KD or no KD, I still think that defensively, the Raptors will put up a bigger fight, a bigger challenge for them. I really do. Um, Now let's look at some more numbers. All right, let's start off with the Raptors. All right, let's start off with the Raptors. Um, Okay, let's see. I want to start off with talking about their defense first. Let's start talking about their defense. So first of all, okay, so this is coming from an article. Everything I'm about to talk about is coming from um, stems from this article written on NBA.com. Uh, it was written by uh, John Schumann of N- NBA.com. He wrote this uh, from uh, a couple of days ago. So let's start off with the Raptors' defense, okay? Let's look at some defensive numbers. Um, Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Um, Here we go. So... They've had the most improved defense uh, in offseason. So they started off, you know, having allowed four point few, uh, fewer points per 100 possessions than they did in the regular season. And they held each of their three pass opponents to at least seven points fewer than uh, per 100 possessions than they scored in the regular season. Uh, so uh, what, what else? Oh, they've also seen uh, the biggest drop in opponent effective field goal percentage from the regular season from 50.9% fourth in the league and the playoffs to 48.0% second. Uh, and they've also seen, but they've seen the biggest increase in free throw rate. So here's, here's what you're going to think. If the Raptors don't put the Warriors on the free throw line, if they can keep them off the free throw line and stay out of foul trouble, they're going to be okay. If everybody stays out of foul trouble, they're okay. Don't put them on the line because you know majority of the time that's automatic if you're putting Steph Clay on the line, right? So if you can keep them off the line, you're good. Defensively, 
you're good. Uh, they're ranked second in the league. I mean, second in the playoffs and opponent effective field goal percentage on shots from outside the paint, 44.5%. Uh, and they rank uh, in the regular season. And then in the playoffs, th- dropped down to 31 point, uh, the three point, 31.3%. So, and uh, so they're holding all their, and then you got to think all their, all three of their opponents ranked in the top 15 three point percentage. So they're holding three point shooting teams lower than their three-point officials. So you, you, you see what I'm trying to take, y'all, right? You do see what I'm trying to take, y'all. If they can slow down the Splash Brothers, if they slow down Steph and Clay, the Toronto Raptors will be 2019 NBA champions. That's it. All they have to do is defend the three. If they can defend the three and force those two inside, they're going to run into Siakam, Ibaka, and Gasol. That's what they're going to run into. If they can run them off the three, oh my God. Toronto, I mean, uh, Golden State's going to be in trouble. Uh, They held Milwaukee to fewer transition points over the uh, six games. So, you know, they're, they're slowing the transition down. And they lead the, the postseason with 14.4 deflections per game. That's big, man. That is, that's, hey, these stats, these are stats, numbers on lot. Um, who else? Let's see. Let's see what else. Uh, individually, I think Marcus Saul is going to be big. His field goal percentage on the road is way lower than it is at home, but he's sixty three point four percent at home. Okay, so look, if Gasol can show up big in three games, that's all they need Gasol to do. Three good games, three good games out of Gasol to win in five. Two at home, he has to play just, just, just do just enough on the road. But in game five, he's back on. That's all I need Gasol to do. And he's hitting 52. He's taking a lot of threes. He's taking a lot of threes. He has. And, you know, that's big. If Gasol can knock threes down, tuh. Tuh. Uh, Danny Green, another one he's, he's been doing good. Uh... Green is uh he's another one taking a lot of threes. Um and then you already know Kawhi leading, he's leading the team and everything. Men has played, points scored, uh free throws made and steals. Kawhi just has to be Kawhi. Now, Kyle Lowry is interesting. He ranks second in both loose balls recovered and charges drawn. So it's it's hustled about Lowry. Lowry can, Lowry's stats, what Lowry does, won't always be in the stat book. You know what I mean? Won't always see that in his big three stat line. But he's effective. All Lowry has to do is show up. Just show up. Play, play ball, man. Lowry and Van Fleet, all they have to do is play ball. That's it. That's it. Siakam. He ranks second in the postseason with 17 corner threes, three-pointers. Listen, man, <laughs> this offense, the offense of the uh, the Raptors, these these guys are going to be okay. These guys are going to be okay. Uh, one thing I did miss, oh, they're 10-0 when they've scored at least 104 points per 100 possession, two and six otherwise. So they're just going to put points up, especially against the Warriors. They have to put points up. So, hold on, I'm a little parched. So here's what I'm thinking. I really truly believe that if the Toronto Raptors 
can play good defense, if they can slow the Warriors down, okay, that's all they got to do. Slow the Warriors down. If you can slow them down, you have a chance. That's all I'm saying. You guys know this. It's it's easier said than done, but it's not impossible. They've done it before. You know what I mean? They've done it before. I really don't see it, you know? I, I really don't see the problem and where, you know, it, there's the disconnect. Like, I, I really do believe <laughs> that the Toronto Raptors, sh- they should be getting more respect right now. That. They should. You know, everybody's talking about the three-peat, but the Raptors aren't, they're not going to lay down. They're not going to lay down. They're not going to lay down. Um, I don't really have to talk about the Warriors. You guys know what the Warriors are. You know what they bring to the table. We've seen them here before, but we've never seen them in this capacity. All right? They're coming in, no KD, so it's the it's the normal Warriors. It's the 73-9 and nine Warriors. Uh, you know what they're bringing to the table. You know what they're going to do. They're going to shoot a lot of threes. And they're going to try to break your will. But a mentally tough team like the Toronto Raptors, who was down big against the best team in the East, I guess, that's what they wanted to call them, against the team with the MVP, the, the, the alleged MVP on the team. They were down big at times against them. And they came back and won. If this team, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. If this team can survive a Warriors third quarter tonight and they win this ball game. Raptors in five. I truly believe it. Raptors in five. I'm not even saying this because I don't like Golden State. I'm saying this because I truly believe in my heart and mind that the Raptors can win this series. They have everything that they need to be Golden State. I think they have... I think that the Raptors are going to be the closest thing to the uh, the Clippers we've seen. Like I talked about how the Clippers gave us the most hope. And, and and it felt like the Clippers could have won, and they were only you know that amount of possessions away from it going their way, without you know no no true superstar on that team. I think that Kawhi hits big shots in clutch time, and I think that Lowry hustles enough, and you know makes big plays. And I think that you know Gasol is going to be the X factor here. I think I, I really think Gasol is going to be big in this series. Um, it's going to come down. It's, it's it's going to be a good series, but truly, if the Toronto can keep their home court through the first two games, and they start two and one, take one on the road, they're not they're not coming home in in game five and losing at the crib. It's not going to happen. So, you heard it here first. Toronto Raptors will be the NBA 2019 the 2019 NBA champions in the amount of five games. Toronto won five. I'm saying, I'm calling. Call me crazy. You know, hey, I've read the facts to you. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. This is is a different ballgame. This is a different ballgame. I'm trying to tell you. All right? So, yeah. Let's go Kawhi. (laughs) Let's go Kawhi. (laughs) Um, So, what's next? What do you want to talk about next? Damn, we're 20 minutes in already? Um, Um... Um, let's go ahead and talk about Wild and Ortiz real quick, and then I want to get into some uh some wrestling. Actually, actually, we're gonna say the wrestling for last. I want to talk about the uh the possible lockout after the Wild and Ortiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay, so it was announced that uh Deontay Wilder 
to my surprise, Deontay Wilder and Ortiz, Luis Ortiz, will be stepping back in the ring for a second time, but this time it'll take place in LA, possibly on pay-per-view, uh, this September. Uh, this, this was a good fight back in March of 2018 at the Barclays Center. Wilder beat uh, Ortiz in the 10th round, TKO. It was a good fight. It was a good fight. One one fight that I didn't think uh, Wilder would take again, to be honest. But you got to think, here we are. We're about to enter the second uh, half of 2019. Joshua is fighting this Saturday. Wow. I for- Son, I really forgot about that. That's how uninterested I am in that fight. <laughs> Sick. I forgot. I totally forgot why uh, uh, AJ fights this weekend. What does that tell you? That's not the fight I wanted to see. That's not the fight. Nobody cares about that fight. First of all, that's the he's a replacement. He's supposed to fight Big Baby. So that's really why it, it, it don't matter to me. I didn't even think about it before I started recording. I That wasn't even my, in my mind. June 1st wasn't in my mind. You know what's going on tomorrow, uh, Saturday? I work Saturday night. Wasn't thinking about the fight. Yeah, no. Who cares? Uh, So Big Baby. I mean, not Big Baby. Joshua. It's fighting Saturday. And, um, you know, hey, so Wilder Wilder decides to take the Ortiz fight for September. Now, Ortiz did, he did, you know, he, he did look like he could have beat Wilder. That was a tough fight. Now, what Wilder has to do is give him the Silverstein treatment. Or should I say the... <laughs> The Brazil treatment. You got to give him the Silverstein. You know, when him and Silverstein ran it back, he did him in. So he has to do the same thing to Ortiz. He has to beat Ortiz as impressively as he beat Silverstein in Brazil. Not only for himself, but for the fans. Because you're going to take another fight. You can't, you can't, you know, go damn near the distance again. It has to be impressive. And it has to show AJ, Fury, whoever else is out there that you're not playing any games. Now... Ortiz did look good in the last fight I saw him in. He looked better. His body looked better. He looked to be in better shape. But once again, don't see him building, beating Wilder at all. I really don't see it. I think that Wilder is going to be more aggressive this fight. You got to think. He's coming off of a one-round fight. Uh, so he'll be still fresh. Um, I think, was it his shoulder that he said was hurting? But I think it'll be. I think that was probably like a sting. I'm not sure if it was a shoulder, but I, I know he did say something was sore after the fight. But a September belt that'll probably be Wilder's. That'll be a second bout of the year, and probably his last. We'll probably see Wilder again in 2020. Hopefully, it'll be against uh, Anthony Joshua. Hopefully, so like like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I said I didn't want to see him fight Fury again. I felt like there was no reason to fight Fury again. Especially with him over the top right now. Now to fight Luis Ortiz again, that's that's big. Cause at no point was he hurt against Fury, but Ortiz definitely hurt him. So this is going to be big for him, and I think that you know, for it to be pay per view, good payday for Ortiz, good payday for Wilder. The fans might not be happy about that. Don't matter for me. I'll watch for free anyway. That's just how Eric rolls. I hope the fans not listening. But <laughs> listen, kid. I think Wilder get this. This won't go past six. This won't go past six. Don't think it's going past six. I think it'll be an early night for Ortiz, and I think Wilder go on to beat him and remain the undefeated champion of the world. Simple as that. 
Um, anything else I wanted to cover while we're talking about boxing? Uh, I've been seeing uh, Triple G. He looks good training for his next fight. He looks more cut up now that he's you know got new members on his team. Looks much better shape for the old man that he is. Uh, Pacquiao looked good on hitting the bag. Uh, what else is going on? Still no word on Errol Spence and Sean Porter, but we'll be waiting on that as the summer rolls on. So, um, yeah, man. September, we got Wilder Ortiz Part 2. I'm excited. Can't wait to see it. Okay, NFL fans. The word on the street that the the NFL Players Association has it uh, uh, allegedly, apparently, has it been advising players to plan for... An NFL work stoppage for of at least one year. Now this will be the twenty ninth, wait, the twenty twenty season, right? Twenty twenty season that this would you know this would be happening, and uh, this is uh this is coming from an article written by John Breach of CBS Sports. So, so if you can remember, there was a, a lockout back in two thousand eleven, five months. That happened, but you know everything got resolved before the season started. So that that happened. So this is between the CBA, which is the NFL's collective bargaining agreement, and the NFLPA, which is the CBA, which is expected to uh, is set to expire after the 2020 season. And they're both negotiating a new deal to get done. So you know things are happening. But an email was sent out that we are advising players to plan for a work stoppage for at least a year in length. A whole year without football, tragic. That's tragic, honestly. That is honestly, honestly terrible. Um, but hopefully it doesn't come to that. You know, I, I really hope it doesn't come to that. Uh, one of the things that they're trying to get done is, uh, you know, they're trying to have, get a new deal done. And for the players, that will likely mean a, new, a deal that gives them an increased share of league revenue exempting marijuana from future drug tests and getting contracts to include more guarantees. Players currently get 47% of league revenue, and any number above that will most likely mean that the salary will make bigger jumps each season. I don't see the problem. I don't see the problem. The players make the league. You have no players, you have no league. You can go back to the replacement era. Terrible. Was it the 80s or the 90s? When the Redskins won the Super Bowl. Replacement era. No no players that you know won the field. Don't want to see that again. Okay? Wouldn't see that, just would be no football. So I don't think that this should be a problem. Paying the players. 47% of the revenue. Okay, cool. They need a little more than that. Above 50, to be honest. Because they make up the league. Without the players, there is no NFL. There's nothing. There's no merchandise sold. There's no fans in the, in the stands. There's no direct TV, NFL Sunday ticket subscriptions. There are no super. There's no Super Bowl commercials. There's nothing. There's no. There's nothing without the players. So you you would want to treat the, the players fair and get them paid more. Okay, so what? It'll bump up the salary. The contracts are getting more outrageous each year, and this is, if not the most physically demanding sport. Right, these players deserve money. They do. I don't. I don't see the problem. Uh, baseball players get an extreme amount of money. Basketball players get an extreme amount of money. Football players should as well. I. I don't think that's a problem. And then with the weed thing, so what? Let them sp- listen. 
It's damn near legal almost everywhere. It's it's legal in big states. And if it's not, it's almost illegal. Uh, if you're not going to let them take pills, pills are actually worse. They're, they're, you know, that's just pain medication. I would rather have my 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 star running back or star receiver that takes a bunch of licks Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, uh, smoke, then get addicted to painkillers or become an alcoholic. That's just me. That's just me. I, I I don't think it's that that serious, to be honest. So the weed thing, yeah, just go ahead and scratch it because you got to think. Everybody, a lot of those guys are smoking. You know they are. They say they are. A lot of retired players say they were. Just take it out of the don't, don't test for it. It's a dumb thing to get suspended for. I just don't think it's necessary. Um. So so hopefully it doesn't come to a lockout because that would be very unfortunate. You know, guys lose money. And this is over something that's so simple. You know what I mean? I, I don't think it's that serious. Uh, and then, you know, Goodell uh, said that he would like to see a deal get done soon. He says, I do hope it's rather sooner than later. Uh, Goodell said of the new CBA, and uh, he says, I think there is great value to all parties, and most importantly, our fans, that we get this issue resolved and move forward. So hopefully it's done before this, the uh, the next year starts, and you know, hopefully a deal gets done, because I think it'll be very unfortunate for the league to be gone, because you got to think, I think, what's that, the XFL starting in 2020? So you would hate for that to happen, you know, while you guys are gone, Vinnie Max, uh football creation is yeah no you wouldn't want that um so yeah hopefully that gets resolved and speaking of Vinnie mac <laughs> let's talk a little pro wrestling all right hell of a segue by me let's talk a little pro wrestling wrap this thing up let's talk uh wwe versus aew okay let's talk a little uh pro wrestling okay so for those of you who don't know aew is a new uh wrestling company all Elite Wrestling, headed by Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, um, Brandy Rhodes, and uh, former WWE superstar Chris Jericho. This is a new new company that uh, could give WWE a run for their money. I'm not saying they're going to put WWE out of their business, out of business, but I will say that this isn't like you know TNA or any other wrestling company we've seen in the past try to challenge WWE and it not work. All Elite Wrestling is attempting to give the fans what WWE has been lacking for the past, what, five to six years? Maybe? Uh, Listen, WWE has just... The ratings are dropping. The fan attendance is low. You know, they got this Fox deal for SmackDown coming up this fall. And they're going to move. I think the the, the uh, word on the street is they're going to move SmackDown back to Friday nights. And I don't think it's going to be live. So now, listen, you would think your audience is. Okay, your audience is kids. Like I can remember vividly when SmackDown was on Fridays back in the day. I like I used to go to the mall a lot a lot when I was a kid. Like my aunt and my mom would drag me to the mall. So my mom would drag me to the mall. And I remember on like Friday nights, if I got in or I missed SmackDown, I'd be heated 
But like I remember vividly, this was uh, SmackDown right before WrestleMania 21. I got in last 10 minutes of Friday Night SmackDown. I saw John Cena spray painting uh, on JBL's limo. Okay, I remember like stuff like that on Friday nights. Now, got to think. It's just going to be hard, one, to keep an audience on a Friday night. Friday nights, nobody's really thinking about TV on Friday nights. I know I'm not. Like, I'm really not thinking, oh, my show comes on Friday night. That's not even, that's not prime time. Nobody's thinking about anything on Friday. So, and then you got to think, we're in the social media era. You thought Eric Bischoff and WCW leaking scripts and leaking match results was bad because before Raw was live. What do you think is going to happen now? If, if you guys pre-taped SmackDown on Tuesday, uh, we're going to know what's happening or what's already happened the same day, in a sense. You got pro wrestling uh, Twitters, the fans are tweeting, pictures, videos, everything's going to be out. It's going to be very hard to keep, you know, content secret. And that defeats the purpose of everything. You got to think, we're going to probably watch Monday Night Raw. And then I believe, you know, when the TNT deal, because uh, AEW has a TNT deal, more than likely they're going to be on Tuesday nights, prime time. So that's that's what we want. Nobody wants to watch a pre-taped show. Like, that's not okay. It's not 1985. It's 2019. You know what I mean? So that's that's a problem. But th- this is this is what WWE. This is this is what WWE's problem has been. One, this is this is this is one the one thing that's bothered me, not having um, unique pay per view sets. It takes not having unique pay per view sets takes away. From everything a pay-per-view is. A pay-per-view is supposed to be bigger than the main shows and smaller than WrestleMania. I'll say that. So I want... And it's supposed to be unique to the the name of the uh, the pay-per-view. Like, it's not that hard. Armageddon used to look cool. SummerSlam used to look cool. Um, What else? Hell, Judgment Day. Backlash even looked cool. That's not even the pay-per-view anymore. Uh, The Great American Bash. You know, I can go on. And then the WrestleMania sets even get lazier every year. Like this past WrestleMania, it was a big HD screen. That's lazy. Lazy. No pyro. Taken away from the pyrotechnics. That's that's just, you know. Uh, my guy, what's my guy's name? Jim, Jim something. Used to do the music for everybody. He's gone, so the music's not that great anymore. The video promos are trash for the matches. Used to be great back in the day. Um, it's just, it's just so bad, so bad, man. And, you know, I, I, I try not to complain about everything because I don't like how fans complain about every little thing, but when it's bad, it's bad. And we can't be, we can't lie about it. That's one thing. We cannot lie about that. So yeah, man, I, I just think that, uh, oh, and then one more thing, another thing, <laughs> the brand split. I remember vividly having a conversation with my guy, Kenny, this is way back. Um, this might've been. When when did this conversation take place? Let's say early summer 2016. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, let's say early summer 2016. Maybe 20... I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure. Let's 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 say early 2016, early summer 2016, maybe, because that's the brand split happened that summer. So it might have been a year before. I don't know. Whenever it was, it was it was before the brand split happened. It was probably during the Super Show era. You know what? You know when it was like what was it? Three hours for both shows or something like that? Yeah, nuts. And you know the brand split didn't really matter. I'm like they need to go back to the brand split. You know, have everybody two separate shows. You know, two del- two belts and everything, tag team titles. Bring that, bring that back. They did, and then they fumbled it. They fumbled the bag. Uh, they tried to do the the brand pay per views, but it just got messy quick. It used to be very organized, um, and it just didn't feel like a real brand a, a real brand split. It didn't feel like that. Uh, especially with them both being on the USA Network, I think that was a big uh, a big issue for me. It just didn't. It felt like it was still one. You know, we're all under the same roof type thing. It didn't feel different. And then, like the general managers, it, it didn't feel real. You know, it didn't feel real to me. And you know, now with this new wild card rule, when anybody can be anywhere, it's just dumb, man. It's just dumb. It's dumb. Like. You have your invasions for, you know, Survivor Series past two years. And now it's like it's pointless now because everybody's everywhere. Man, I remember back in the day, it was a big deal when you saw somebody else on Raw or SmackDown. It's a big deal. And that was rare. Like when John Cena got drafted to Raw in 2005, that was huge. That was crazy. Now it's just like, whatever. Nobody really has a home. Guys are anywhere, and it's it's just not fun, man. It, it, it's just not fun. And I really think that, you know, yeah, it's just not fun. And that's not even the brunt of it. Creatively, WWE has just been stale. The stories have been stale. Um, In-ring, huh? The best thing WWE has is NXT. And that's the God honest truth. That's because Triple H is running that. You know, when these guys, like Vince McMahon, you know, Dean Ambrose had a great conversation with Chris Jericho on uh, Jericho's podcast about how bad Vince is now and how bad the writers are. And, you know, God forbid for their sake, when if these superstars start leaving like a Sasha Banks or the Revival, these, these superstars start leaving for AEW, it's going to be a problem. Because it's not like AEW doesn't have money. They have money. Khan's dad is the owner of the Jaguars and the soccer team. He's billionaire. They're not playing with they're, they're not playing with little. You know, this isn't little league for them. You know, they're coming to play, and they're coming for WWE. It's evident. You know, they want smoke. Um, I think that seeing Dean Ambrose embrace the John Moxley character and being able to flourish one night in AEW is big. Uh, I think the next was that two pay per views. I think this summer is going to be big. I think they have one in June, and I, I'm not sure if they have one in July, but I know they do have one in August as well. All going to be big, I'm sure. And then they got the TNT deal. Listen, AEW is going to be around for a while. I don't see them going anywhere. So WWE Vince McMahon, they better get ready, bro. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm saying. I really think that this this company is going to be a problem if WWE doesn't fix it you know, fix themselves. Cause there are a lot of unhappy superstars there. And, you know, 
come come live all your dreams out at AEW. <laughs> Simple as that, man. Uh, but hey, it's gonna be it should be a pro exciting time for pro wrestling fans. This is the first time in a very long time that WWE will have to step up against some real competition. So, you know, hopefully that, you know, hopefully we get some good product out of it for both sides. I'm not here to choose sides. I'm a pro wrestling fan. So I just want to see good product from both sides, honestly, you know. But what WWE can't do is panic and, you know, start bringing back the old guys like they usually do, man. You can't you, you, you can't do that. You got to push young superstars. You got a lot on the roster. Your Alistair Blacks, your Velveteen Dreams, your Ricochets, your Adam Coles. Um, uh, who else is good? You know, these, these young cats are good, man. You got to bring, you got to, you got to use them and use them the correct way. That's it. And that's all. But yeah, man, I, I, you know, I thought it was time to have a little pro wrestling chat. I don't see why not. You know what I mean? You know, there'll be, I think there'll be a little more of this actually. Cause I think, I think it's good, man. I think it's good. So, uh, yeah, man, that's it. That's all. Let's, now let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. Okay, that's all I got for you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. I appreciate the support. Make sure you guys continue to follow the Electrified Pod Twitter and Instagram page at Electrified Pod. Um, once again, want to reiterate this. Uh, episode 50 is coming. We got 13 more episodes to go, I think, if I can count correctly. So I'll be, you know, updating you guys on what I'm planning for that. Um. What else I got going on? I sh- like I said, I want to work. I'm I'm going to work the show around the finals. Uh, these next what couple of weeks, so we'll see as far as scheduling goes. Just you know, for updates, you know, just check the, the Twitter page or the Instagram page or my page. Uh, so I won't guarantee you know a Monday or a Friday for you guys. So it might be another Thursday, and you know, depending on my work schedule. So you know, I, just just stay tuned for that. But um. Yeah, man. Continue to share, retweet, drops, everything, man. We got some good, good, uh, good views last week, so I appreciate that. Um, with that being said, I'm I'm Eric Lyons, your host, your friend, whatever you need me to be. <laughs> I'm Eric Lyons, man. You've just been electrified. <laughs>